Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you, and it does. And that relationship that begins with you starts with your belief system. Those self-limiting beliefs that are, you know, embedded in your limbic system that is stopping you from living that life you deserve, desire, and dream of, and having that relationship that you deserve and, you know, are trying to understand why you're not getting it. Well, you know, there, there is, it really does start with the belief system. And you see, as children, we didn't have the opportunity to choose our beliefs. You know, we just agreed with whatever information that was passed on to us by our family members, our teachers, our coaches, our peers. And at some point, you know what? We might have rebelled against those beliefs we, that we were taught, but we were not strong enough to, you know, uh, to beat them, to say, yeah, no, this is not true. I am good enough. I am pretty enough. I am smart enough. I am fast enough. I'm not dumb. You know, whatever these beliefs were that you adopted, they were too strong for you to fight, you know? And when we went against the rules, what happened when you went against the rules? Well, you were punished. And when we, when we went along with some rules, sometimes we were given an award, right? We basically became people pleasers. And so to please someone else meant we wouldn't be rejected or we wouldn't feel we weren't good enough because we were pleasing them. We were pleasing our parents. We were pleasing the teacher, the, you know, the peer group to fit in. And that meant we were a part of something. We belonged somewhere. And what does our ecology tell us? Our ecology says that, you know, we need to feel safe, loved, and like we belong. And we as human beings will do anything to feel those three things, including people, please. Okay. So what happens then is we become our own judge. And every time we do something that goes against the beliefs that we were taught when we were young and we've carried with us for a lifetime, we feel guilty. And we punish ourselves by feeling shameful. And that part of us that feels the guilt and the shame, okay, that is, you know, it's rendered down on us by our judge, you know, because there's a judge. Those are the, you know, I call your judges the automatic negative thoughts. That's the judge saying, oh, you shouldn't do that. You're not good enough. They're, they're trying to do this. That's the judge. And that judge keeps you as a victim. Well, what does a victim do? A victim carries the blame, the guilt, and the shame around with them their whole life, right? I, t I tell my clients, you know what? Think of it this way. As you were you're, um, growing up, you're given a backpack, right? And in that backpack, a bunch of crap is thrown in there. All these beliefs and, you know, the way you're supposed to see the world, the things you're supposed to do according to what other people tell you to do. And, you know, and we bring that bag with us into that backpack into adulthood. And then every once in a while, what do we do? We reach into that bag and we smear the crap that we've been carrying for a lifetime all over us. Every time we feel we did something wrong, when we weren't good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, you know that list, I'm not worthy of love. And the judge keeps saying, you're right, you're not good enough. Well, guess what? We're smearing that crap all over us. And all of this is happening based on a belief system that we never chose to believe. These are beliefs are so strong that years later when we are exposed to new concepts and try to make our own decisions, 
we find that these beliefs still control control our lives. And that's what's keeping you stuck in a relationship that is toxic. It's these beliefs. Okay, remember um, when I told you a couple episodes ago about romantic love and, you know, when we meet this person and they're so familiar and it's based on this belief system, you know, that was taught to us by our parents who were imperfect, right? And really you didn't give us most likely all the things we needed. They did do their best. But so what happens is that this person you fall in love with that feels so familiar to you is based on these beliefs that your parents also gave you, right? They feel like a lot of it, the the negative qualities and the positive qualities of your parents are in your partner, both, right? And so what happens is when we're with this partner, those beliefs come to the surface. And so we get triggered, right? And what happens again, we are, we reach in to our backpack and smear the crap all over us. You know, how many times do we have to pay for one mistake? You know, we, we, you know, it's, it's literally like if we make a mistake, we judge ourselves and we, we decide we're guilty. And then what do we do? We punish ourselves. How many times do we make our spouse or a partner pay for the same mistakes? A lot. How many times have you made your partner pay for the same mistake over and over and over and again? And that, and maybe them making you pay for that mistake too, right? So every time we remember their mistake, we blame them again. And then we send them all of our emotional poison we feel at the injustice. And we then make them pay for that mistake over and over and over and vice versa. And it's this cycle that just doesn't end. See, we're, we are, you know, eternally searching for the truth because we only believe the lies, the beliefs that are stored in our mind. See, we don't see the truth because we are blind to the truth because we have a belief system, a limiting belief system that is outdated and no longer serving us, but it's controlling our life. See, 95% of your day is controlled by your subconscious thought system, your mind. Uh, and and guess what? That's where your self-limiting beliefs are, are, are sitting, right there. And so we have this mind that is causing us to have anxiety, depression, anger, fear, jealousy, resentment, and the need to be right. And we cannot forgive ourselves for you know not being what we wish to be, or whether rather what we believe we should be. So then we become frustrated because guess what? We feel false and dishonest. Like you know, we're wearing two masks: the mask of what we show the world, and then the other one is the one we really want to wear, who we are. But we're so afraid, you know, that that um, our spouse, our partner, our society will notice that we are not who we are pretending to be. What do we do? We sabotage our lives, our relationships, and we project our beliefs onto our partner. And when they don't agree with those beliefs or they don't go along with our program, guess what? We either attack them or we dishonor ourselves to please them. And nobody, here's the thing, you know who abuses you the most in in the world is you. Nobody abuses us more than we abuse ourselves because we have this image of perfection. And it's the reason we reject ourselves and our spouses, our partners, just the way we all are. Because they're not fitting our image of perfection. And our image of perfection is diluted. It's not real. It's based, again, on a system that is outdated. So the agreements that we made with ourselves tell us who we are, what we feel, what we believe, what we're capable of. Now, 
All of these agreements that we made cause us to suffer and sets us up for failure in life, business, and within our relationship. Now, these agreements were made when we were growing up, right? We agreed with, again, our culture, the people we were raised by, the peers, society, the news, teachers, that, okay, yep, we're going we're gonna to fit into your mold. And I'm going to do it this way because this is what you say. This is what you want me to believe, blah, 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 right? Well, if you want to live a life of joy, love, peace, fulfillment, and success, you have to find the courage to break those agreements that you made. You have to find a way to heal those beliefs, okay? Because otherwise, your life is going to stay right where it is. It's going, you're going to continue to be run by a belief system that's outdated and leading you down the path of negativity, hurt, anger, resentment, and you will never find that relationship you desire or the life, the business, the success, okay? You, you know, if you want to immediately start to shift your life, you know, you have to start implementing some of these agreements that I'm about to tell you about. You know, one of my favorite books is called The Four Agreements. If you've never read it, get it. I think it's $6.87 on Amazon, The the Four Agreements. And one of the first agreements is be, impe- the first agreement is be impeccable with your word. You know, we have to be impeccable with our word because when you get to that power struggle with your spouse or your partner, Um, These deeply embedded beliefs that we have, they've risen to the surface now, okay? And the power of our word starts to be completely misused. We use the power of our word to express anger, jealousy, envy, hate towards our spouse and partner. That's not working, right? It's not working very well for you, is it? So, So what do we do? We start playing revenge. We create chaos with our word. We use our word to create distance between ourselves and our partner, We start misusing our words so much that when we're in the middle of a power struggle, we pull each other down and we keep our relationship in this state of fear, anger, and resentment. You know, and the first thing I tell my clients is it all, every relationship begins with you. If you want a better marriage, a better relationship, and a happy and a loving one, start with yourself. Stop using your word against your partner and spouse, you know, to gain the support of others. You know, how many times do you, do you call your friend, your siblings, your mom, dad, whoever you can talk to and complain about your partner? Okay. Why? Because why do you, why do you do that? Because you want to have your opinion be right. You want somebody to say, you're right. You're right. Oh my gosh. Right. But your opinion is nothing but your point of view. Your opinion comes from your beliefs, your own ego. And of course, your people are going to say, you're right. Why don't you leave them? Blah, blah, blah. And now you've created a disaster because eventually, hopefully you do find the help that you guys need and you heal that relationship. Now you've just basically bad mouthed your partner to everybody. And it always backfires. You see, we create poison with our word to justify our beliefs. If we can start to become impeccable with our word, You know, any emotional pain that we have created in our relationship will eventually be wiped away. Our communication with our partner, you know, can become healthy. So how much you love yourself and how you feel about yourself is directly and proportionally creating, you know, creating the quality and the integrity of your word in your relationship. Trust me, if I was able to break my agreements and change my self-limiting beliefs, you are too, okay? See, impeccability of your word will lead you to personal and relationship freedom. Your word is the power 
inside of you to express and communicate with others. And you can either express and communicate harmony or hell. Number two, don't take anything personally. Nothing your spouse, partner, or says or does is because of you. You take it personally because you agree with that, whatever they say. Remember, your partner, remember this, this is key, knows your fears, your, your failures, your belief system. They know all of those things, the, those trigger points for you, right? And when you're in a power struggle, they're going to go for those per- triggers those um, trigger points. They're going to go right after your fears and they're going to use those things against you. So the most important thing you can do is not react. Even when, you know, the insults are directly aimed at you and feel so personal, you must not take it personally. One, it's a reflection of who they are. Two, it really shows you how much healing your spouse or partner needs and you need. Okay. See what your partner or spouse is saying and doing um, is, you know, uh, giving the opinions according to the agreements and the beliefs that they have in their own mind, not yours. So don't. So they're, you know, they're projecting their insecurities on you. So you know, when your partner tries to send you poison, reject it. Don't take it. Do not drink the poison. If you do drink that poison, it becomes yours. Drinking the poison makes you easy prey because guess what? Then, then the part, your partner or your spouse begins to hook you easily with one little opinion and feed you whatever they want. And you know what? Everybody that is in a power struggle goes through this. Everybody. And you do the same to your partner. But if you can stop taking it personally, it will stop. It will start to cool things off, subside the ongoing power struggle, the, you know, um, the, um, it it will slow down. You guys will, you know, if you can, if you can be strong enough to not react, it will give you guys time to regroup. It's very important. See what happens is the power struggle can escalate to a point of no return and you suffer and you basically both are agreeing to suffer. So if you can make it a strong habit not to take things personally, you know what? You avoid many upsets in your life. And not and this isn't just with your partner or spouse, it with people in general. You know, when you don't take anything personally, it comes with a huge amount of freedom. You you are you're free from the anxiety of what other people think and the people pleasing. You know, all of those things. Just, you know, you're not allowed to take you you're not allowed. You shouldn't allow yourself to be verbally abused, you know, or emotionally abused, obviously, right? And, but a lot of the times these power struggles are passive aggressive, you know, um, sometimes it's, there's gaslighting going on, but if you don't react, then the situation won't escalate. Okay. So it means you walk away or you start a compromise, you know, a conversation about how to compromise, you know, after things are, that have cooled down. Um, you know, obviously I talk about and teach a lot of effective communication tactics to my couples and to when I work with individuals, you know, because we also need communication skills for communicating with all sorts of people, our children, our coworkers, strangers, right? So number three, don't make assumptions. We have a tendency to make assumptions about everything. Well, the problem with making assumptions is that we believe they are the truth. What, you know, and whenever we make an assumption about our spouse 
or a partner, you know, um, doing or thinking some way, and we don't have proof, you know, we don't have any proof of that. Well, guess what? We're asking for our problems, right? Okay. Um, we end up creating massive drama. And, you know, I know a lot of the sadness and the drama that make, you know, um, that we create by making assumptions. You've got to ask for clarification. You know, really, it, it, if you don't understand something, ask for the clarification. It's always better to ask questions than to make an assumption because assumptions set us up for suffering. Let me say that again. Assumptions set us up for suffering. Don't make assumptions. You know, making assumptions creates a lot of chaos in the marriage and the relationship. We start to only see what we want to see and hear what we want to hear. And we literally start imagining worst case scenarios. When we don't understand something, we make assumptions about the meaning. And then when the truth comes out, we realize all in that of that hurt and that chaos we caused was for no reason. How many times? Think about how many times that has that happened. You know, you've taken something personally, you made assumptions about something, and then in the end you find out you were completely wrong. And all of this chaos in, in heart heartache and hurt were created for nothing. You know, and then by that time what's happened, you've created a huge disconnect in the relationship. And every disconnect causes us to grow further and further apart. You know, often we make assumptions that our partner knows, you know, that what we think and that we don't have to say what we want because, you know, we assume they know what we want. They know what we're thinking. Hello. Hi. Ready for this? No one is a mind reader. No one knows what you're thinking. Do not assume that they do. Okay. And then because when you assume somebody knows what you want, right, when they don't do what we want. What we assume they know what to do, guess what do we do? We feel hurt and angry. Then we feel let down, you know, and guess what? They don't meet our expectations. And all of this leads to a lot of fights, difficulties, misunderstandings, and disconnect from the people we love. You know, if our partner doesn't, you know, does or doesn't tell us something, we make assumptions. You see how absurd that is? Like we will literally make an assumption assumption by what was said or what wasn't said. Meanwhile, we really don't even know anything. We 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 don't know. And whenever we you know we believe something, we assume we are right to the point that we will actually destroy our relationship in order to defend our position. Do you realize that that people will defend their assumption to the death of their relationship? They will have so many disconnects by defending their assumption that there is no turning back. And relationships do get to that point, by the way. You know, often when we enter into the relationship, we justify, you know, why, you know, we like them, what we see, what we want to see, and then we deny the things we don't like, right? I've gone over this so many times with you guys. We start to lie to ourselves about who we're marrying, who this person really is. Why? Again, go back a couple um, podcasts ago to what, you know, when I talk about why we're attracted to who we're attracted to, we see what we want to see. Well, guess what happens? We make that assumption that our love will change the person when we do start to see the negativity, right? But guess what? That never happens. (laughs) Never, never. Don't make an assumption that, you know what, I'll change them. It's not going to happen. 
If others change, it's because they want to change, not because you want them to change. And that's the truth. What happens is like, you know, the disagreements start to emerge and suddenly you're seeing what you didn't see before, right? You begin to justify your emotional pain and blame them for your choices. See, real love, do you know what real love is? It's accepting people the way they are. If we try, try to change them, it means that we really don't like them. And by the way, if you married them believing you were going to change them, that's on you, right? And guess what? It, you know, people can change when they want to change. You know, I have couples that come to me and I work, gosh, very hard with them. because, But both people are ready to look within. And do the work that needs to be done to change those the beliefs that they have or to, you know, change whatever things we need to change a little bit so they can have that connection again. So, you know, stop making assumptions. Your way of communicating needs to change completely. If you can start, you know, not taking things personally, being impeccable with your word and stop making assumptions, you're not going to suffer from all these conflicts because we create so many of these conflicts, you know. The big question is, how can you keep yourself, you know, uh, from making assumptions? Ready? One, if you don't understand, ask. Ask for clarity. Once you hear the answer, you don't have to make assumptions. Number two, find your voice to ask for what you want. Your spouse, partner is not a mind reader. Three, the day you stop making assumptions, you will communicate clearly and cleanly. Four, without making assumptions, your word will become impeccable. So, last thing here on the four agreements. Always do your best. So, if you always do your best, you can't judge yourself. So what I tell my clients is this, at the, end of the, at the end of the day, you can lay your head down on the pillow and say, ask yourself this question, did I do my best today? And you can say, yes, you can sleep well. And if you know, and, and you can, and you won't judge yourself. So there's no way you're going to suffer from the guilt, blame and self-punishment, which causes you to take things personally and make assumptions and, you know, basically create chaos and crap in your marriage or your relationship. So when you do your best, you're always taking positive action. You're taking action because you love it, not because you have to. You're taking the empowered action that creates the connections with your partner. You know, action is about living fully within the moment, within your empowered self, within your positive self, okay? And inaction shows that you're afraid to be alive. When you're procrastinating, when you're stuck, it's nothing more than fear, you know, how many great ideas, you know what, or how many times have you wanted to say to your spouse, I love you, I really appreciate you, but you don't take the action. Well, without action, you're never going to, you know, when you don't, if you don't act on these things, you're never going to find the success. You're not in, in, in either a career or a business in your relationship, Right. I mean, seriously, so the best way to live your life is by letting go of the past and living in the present moment and taking action. Whatever life is taking away from you, let it go. Let go of your anger and your resentment. You see, you know, when we're growing up and we live in this, these, this dysfunctional households and, you know, we have trauma and tragic events and all these things that happen to us, it creates these emotions within us. 
And, you know, one of the things that I do is help my clients heal that emotional, those emotions that are too big to process when we are children. You know, we have to let go of this anger, the resentment, the shame, the guilt, the sadness, you know, uh, the fear. And then once you can let go of those things, you let in the love, the joy, the peace, the happiness. But you got to let go of the crap first, right? So do your best every day to take action towards peace and love. Seek solutions for your current state of your relationship. Lay out the choices, you know, in front of you. Within the choices, you find the solutions. Everything in life only works if you work at it, right? Okay? You know, you're not always going to be impeccable with your word. You know, your habits and liberty beliefs are very strong. But you can do your best. And the same goes with not taking anything personally and making assumptions. But by doing your best, the other three agreements will become weaker and less frequent with time. When you do your best over and over and seek help to heal the things that need to be healed and to fix your relationship, guess what? You can start to communicate effectively in your relationship and your life will be transformed. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of Relationship Rescue, the podcast, and um, go to my website. So you know what? Go www.heathercatherinecarter.com and schedule your free call. You know, it's a great call. It's a, you know, it's a con- clarity consult call. Can I help you? I don't know. Most people I can, but some people, eh, they're not so much, right? Um, but yeah, go schedule that call. Thanks for tuning in and um, get excited for the next episode because they just keep getting better and better.